Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So, I'm going to drink this coffee. Looks good. I don't know what it is. It's a colada. Is it? What is this, John? It's a colada. It's a, a colada. A sh- yeah, shitload of espresso, sugar, oh. and a little bit of milk. This is going to be good just before the podcast. <laughs> We're talking like an auctioneer by the time this is done. Yeah. Are we going? We're rolling. Woo. Steve. What's up? Steve O. What's up, brother? How are you? Thanks for coming. Yeah, glad to be here. So, tell me of the ways of Florida sport fishing magazine. What are you working? You were just dumping in water, some mullet. You're saying? Um, that was fun. Sunday, I went to the beach, found some mullet, but dark, dark, bad viz, so nothing really to show. But <clears throat> we've been doing swordfish tagging for the magazine. Actually, we did four days with Bobby. Oh, that's right. This is sat tags, right? Yeah. How'd that go? Perfect. You know, first day caught three, second day caught two, another day caught one. And a uh, thresher too, right? Yeah, hooked some sharks, but the sat tags were cool. Watching Bobby really just finesse the fish to the surface so they were kind of calm because we're holding them both sides for a minute. He's a man with that. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. It was fun. That's cool. So you jumped in the water with a thresher shark? Yeah. <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> I mean, it was nothing. He, they're, they're a calm shark, and they you can tell by their big eyes they live in the deep, dark water, so they don't want to be at the surface. He's yeah. straight going back down as soon as we got him off the hook and – no threshing the tail or any of that stuff. Right, so. yeah. I always think about that. Like, what do fish think about? Like, once they see people, like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is this? That fish may have never seen the a hell? boat or anything. <laughs> the hell are these things? Yeah. No, there's potential there. Obviously, you see the, the tail freaking beaten and yeah. whipping fish or whipping a boat. So, it's on your mind. But I'm so focused looking through the viewfinder that it's not something you worry about. Yeah. Yeah. The um, How fast should I be drinking this? 
This, this, I mean, this depends like, how you want to feel. So that shot, am I gonna start having a heart attack? And that like, comes food? with like four extra cups that you share with people. Yeah. Does it really? Yeah. No. No. It does. No, no, no little cups. No, stop. I swear. So should I not be drinking this I, whole thing? I do it myself. I drank it, but your heart's gonna be pounding here. Really? I, I drink one before. I'm alright. Yeah, you're, you'll be fine. Culata? No. There's like colada. Like I don't know. Color? There's maybe like four shots of espresso, five shots in there. All right, I'm gonna ease up on this. Thing. There's only one O. <laughs> I'll start drinking water. <laughs> Steve, yeah, did, like the headline's going to be like, editor from Florida Sports Fishing Magazine comes on podcast, and the host has a heart attack and dies <laughs> because he drank something. You'll survive. Yeah, I think so. Hope so. So. What's this bill right here in front of me? That's a sword bill. I know that. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was given to me, um, I don't know, about five years ago, and there it lays, unpainted. Because I don't have time to do things for myself ever. Yeah. Yeah. You should. It'd be badass. I know. Well, what I was thinking about doing with that is I'm going to do like a combination, uh, scrimshaw, and just like light wash colors, mm-hmm. not like anything too dark and opaque. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to plot that course and figure that out. And I want to do something different. I know these a lot of these guys do these, like Bobby and, and stuff like that. And I just want to kind of maybe see what kind of different route I could do. Maybe I'll take more of a a modern approach on it, but I just really love all that traditional compass and map look that goes into a lot of these too. And I just don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out something interesting on it. Have you seen the uh, guys that kind of like grind it down so you can see through it? And it's almost like it's a carving more than anything. Okay. It's pretty neat, but it gives it a real 3d look cause it's all. They hollow it out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, that's cool. Oh, you mean like 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 a recessed kind of thing? Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. It's it's probably you'd have to have the right. Well, maybe you can do something like that. Or the oil, you know, density is going to change in there. It's going to be difficult, but it's cured. So right. this thing is well, yeah. I mean, that one's heavy. It's heavy. It's a good one. Pick that up. No, yeah, that's a it's a good one. Two fifty to three hundred pound fish for sure. Yeah, and then Chris Dorn gave me a couple of ones recently. Um, that doesn't that one doesn't smell. The um the ones that Chris gave me um still stink a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I got them out back in, in at the house and I'm just like, oh these aren't done. So he hands them to me and like two hours later I'm like, what the hell's that smell in the studio? I'm like, I think it's those bills. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Nasty fish. Had to take those out. So mm-hmm. so thanks for coming, man. Yeah, dude. I appreciate you stopping by. So right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks for coming to the Everglades <laughs> studio. Everyone always makes fun of me. They're like, why the hell are you in Coral Springs? Uh, well, I mean, the reality is, is uh, after we short sold our house, we were supposed to rent a place out here for like a year and be close to my parents while we were having the kids. Mm-hmm. And that turned into seven years later. Yeah. Got into the, one of those patterns. So we're going to be out in Pompano soon, I think. Though. You're coming to Pompano? I think so. Nice. Yeah. We're back out there. Right on. So I'm starting to feel the colada. <laughs> <laughs> starting to heat up on me. Yeah. We shouldn't have said anything. You should have brought some. <laughs> yeah, only got a quarter of yeah, it it's down. Like, you it's shouldn't like have said anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the stock market in here. You never had one of those? I never had one of these. Oh. They just handed me this. They're like, here, we brought this back for you because they know I want. You might not sleep tonight. Really? No. Not that bad. I might be, I was, I was you might be painting that bill later on tonight. I was complaining to John, like, for the afternoon podcast. I, mean, I was like, oh, man, I was getting a little tired on the last one. Maybe I should just start pounding coffee before it. And so this thing arrives. It tastes good, though. I'm going to still drink it. Nice. Yeah. 
So you've been a Florida sport fishing for a while now. Yep, almost 12 years, I think. Has it been that long? Yeah. Holy crap. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, 2007. Good for you. It's been a ride. Started part-time and... That's your baby now. It is, dude. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. So tell me some stories about what you got going on right now. Uh, we're working on November, December right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some cold water redfish stuff. You know, I mentioned that sat tagging thing, which is really yeah. exciting. Uh, these guys from University of Washington, they developed a new uh, spot tag that fits on the dorsal fin of a swordfish, uh-huh. similar to the great white ones they're using, but the tag like those research <clears throat> ones, yeah, but the tag's smaller, more streamlined, and it has a different. Um, application of installing it than what the shark guys do because the swordfish bill is a lot softer the dorsal is softer so mm-hmm. they can get through faster so that's interesting and i just heard that those tags are going to start being populated on the osearch website so we'll be able to track the swordfish that we tagged pretty much live <clears throat> so that's really neat no one's done that with swords before yeah that's very cool i mean but the sat tag is it's going to register no matter how deep it is. Well, there's two. We we deployed two tags. One of them is a PSAT, which is a pop-up satellite, and that one's that one just collects data forever, and then it, when it pops off, you you get that stuff sent back to the satellite. Okay. The the other tags we were using the spot tags, that only transmits data if the little tiny receiver is popping out of the surface. So the swordfish or the shark or whatever is tagged has to be on the surface and the little antenna has to be sticking out of the water. So at first I was like, these swordfish- Unless might, they get caught. They might not ever come back to the yeah. surface because we don't have fish that kind of like bask in the sun like right. they do in California or Maine or wherever, you know, cold water climate. So when the scientists put all this effort in, I was like, in my head, we might not ever get anything out of these fish unless they swim somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, after the first day, that night, one of the fish came to the surface and sat there for like 15 seconds and then went back down deep. And then over the course of the rest of the week, we fished. You know, we had a lay day for weather and we had another day we were at the dock. Um, four of the five fish we tagged already had pinged multiple times mm-hmm. in the first week. So I was like pretty shocked that, that was even gonna happen. Yeah, I, I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. So. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Really, really neat. So is this the first time that they, that swordfish have ever been they've, tagged? Or? They've done um, the pop up tags before in California. They've tagged a lot of swordfish, but mm-hmm. the way we did it on the dorsal, I'm, I believe that's new for the for the piece for the spot tag. Right. So. That's that's the live tracking. They've done a lot of the, the t- tracking where you get the depth and temperature and ambient light, but the real-time tracking is kind of what they're all excited about now. Mm-hmm. But you can read the article. They're they're more excited about learning about the deep-water fish that swordfish rely on to eat. So, you know, the only, one of the only fish that goes up and down the water column like that every day, we're learning how important the deep-water mackerels and squids and all those weird fish we find in the swordfish bellies you know they don't know how much of that's down there mm-hmm. so it's kind of they're trying to learn this new realm and the swordfish is how they're you know, uncovering the secrets that's awesome so that's cool to be contributing to that yeah that's the that's what i enjoy about the magazine is every day is different you know some days i'm like a red fishing in the indian river lagoon next day i might be fishing with bobby in the gulf stream catching swords so it's i try to and I think I try to just, what I enjoy is what I think the readers would enjoy reading. So it's like kind of living my life 
through the pages. Like if I think it's core cool, then I think everyone else might enjoy it too. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I mean, that speaks to the book, you know, like, I mean, you've been there for 12 years, you're saying before, but I mean, I, it's kind of like an outpouring of yourself, you know, which is cool. And I think that speaks to you. And it speaks to the book that that is like your life in portfolio. It is right there. It'll be neat. You know, cause a lot of it's your photography too. Yeah. And that's, that's how we've been successful. You know, print industry is so-called dying, but for a small print house like us with one title, we had another title that fell, but with one title, small group of people, 10 of us, you know, we're not fighting big corporate budgets and stuff like that. So we can, we're thriving when other other magazines are struggling. Yeah, and I think that's cool because um, being that you guys are an independently, you know, run publication, yeah, you, you control your destiny a little bit better than pretty much, you know, corporate bottom lines and everything like that. And that's that's what I enjoy too. I'm not, you know, handcuffed. I can I can approach Mike with my editorial calendar, and it can be whatever I see fitting, and he'll trust me, and he doesn't care as long as it's. As long as it happens on deadline and, and it's been going so far like that. So yeah, I have the freedom. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that is nice. And I mean, now you get really the ultimate freedom, I think, on it. But that, that's good. You know? Yeah. I remember when I first quit my day job. I'm still drinking this thing. I can't <laughs> believe I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> need, to, need to put some tequila or something in here. What goes good with coffee? That coffee Patron would be good. Yeah, right? That'd be perfect. Or maybe some Papa's Pilar. You should have brought a bottle Mm. of that with you. I got to drive back to the East Coast. Yeah. (laughs) So I quit my day job. And um, I remember I had this tarpon painting going on. And my wife was like, okay, what's the first thing you're going to work on? Right? And I'm like, well, I'm going to finish this painting. And so I just took the first few weeks and I finished it out that I've been working on that painting for months, like on my own and entered it into the Florida sport fishing cover contest. And, and it got hit. There you go. Yeah. That's what we got us rolling. That was the beginning of a good run. Yeah. You had a few covers. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm always thankful to, to, um, they always say, don't forget where you started and the people that got you there and things like that. So I'm proud to still be your friend and still, you know, working with you guys. We have also in this upcoming issue, we're doing the bridge story. It's a little, little late to happen, but it's it's going in now. Um, so that would be cool. Might get a little cover shot. We don't know. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So I just I just wanted to say that. You Thank know, you. You know, it, it does mean a lot to me. You know, it really does. You know, I don't want I don't want anyone to think they ever take anything for granted in this business and this at times clicky world that we work in. Yeah, clicky and small. Small world, yeah. Fishing industry is tough. Right, so I'm, I'm not going to give you crap about your scale shirt. I'm going to be. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Matt, uh, Keith, I love you guys. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about your photography because um, whether people know it or not, they see your work all over the place. Like you know, and tell me how did you really first like get into photography? Um. You know, I know you, you got a surfing background, obviously a fishing background. Um, it's like a passion, you know, play for you with the, with the photography and you're able to work that into your day job and everything like that. But when did that really get started? I guess well, I, I reached out to the magazine when I was going to FAU and I was just trying to sell fishing photos to make beer money. 
Um, and that got the hit with the mag for that story. But so that's how Mike found you was for the, you throwing photos at him. I threw him oh, every dude, magazine, cool. and he was like, "Well, I'm actually looking to hire an assistant, you know, part time." So I was like, "Yeah, you know," and he's notorious for like five interviews before you get a job. Six yeah. interviews. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, enough already. Just gonna have my hired or what?" So yeah. it, it, that was the transition from that. Um, but I guess when I was a kid and I was fishing, we I'd fished a lot when I was little with my dad and caught blue marlin when I was 12 or so. <clears throat> so I started being comfortable watching other people catch fish or doing something on the boat to stay busy. And then I picked up a camera, and that was kind of where I started from that, point-and-shoot mm -hmm. point cameras. And then, um, like you said, I love to surf, and I love to dive and snorkel and just anything in the water. When I was a kid, we were just always in the ocean. Mm -hmm. So I'm comfortable. People comfortable jumping in the ocean anywhere like Gulf Stream people are afraid of deep water there's but that's the best you can see thousand feet of visibility yeah, it's like right. I don't know I I enjoy that and it's like calming to be in that element so yeah that's a people are always afraid to jump in the open water but really the shallow water is way more dangerous yeah like a hundred mm -hmm. feet of water I'm yeah pointing. Oh, no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh -uh. yeah oh uh, yeah those guys jumped in Hawaii. I was just on that the unfathomed with with George and we caught that sailfish and those dudes jumped in the water I didn't know he was going to jump in the water. All he just puts a bag over the camera, which just strips down to his underwear and just like jumps in. Huh. Yeah, and and I was like, "All right, I guess that's happening." <laughs> but he's we're like like one fifty, and I'm like a bunch of bait in the water and everything like that. Yeah, like we, that. we have a big shark problem. It's not a secret anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's your take on that though? Like when you talk about like conservation and all, you know, we just I just had a really good talk with George uh, Martinez on one of the previous on the previous episode about um, conservation and captain responsibility and clean water responsibility and educating your customers so they go back and become ambassadors like from your tree branch and mm -hmm. you know and they can build a culture of conservation and you know um, but sometimes I think there's overreach right and you care to talk to me about a little bit of that stuff like the paying the tax man kind of yeah stuff? I mean the overreach is there and it's with other species too, like the red snapper, you know, there's a little extra protection, you know? Right. Yep. And the sharks obviously signal healthy ecosystems, but that is to like, that's to a certain extent. I feel like where we live and it's, it's growing towards the Carolinas and, and in the Gulf, we have a unique shark problem. That's not what the scientists see on a global scale where there's places where there's no sharks. Mm -hmm and ecosystems are nearing collapse. We have a lot of bait, we have a lot of predator fish, so of course there's sharks, but if there was a market like there used to be for sharks, that may help uh, limit <laughs> the population, I don't know. Right, yeah, we're not we're not calling for shark fin soup or anything like that, but no, you know, but at least, you know, there's like, they're highly regulated. I think also to that video that surfaced out of off the West Coast of those kids dragging that shark, Yeah, didn't help No, that theory either but that's the thing you have the fishermen who see what happens on the water every day and you have people who see that on social media who've maybe never seen a shark before yeah never seen fish get released there's there's a lot of what ifs there i don't know i'm not a fan of the backlash from the media socially or, or however it comes because they're they don't have the knowledge of what we see every day on the water yeah you know, it's a, that's an important thing too, because, you know, 
the captains and the professionals and the guys that are on the water for a living are the ones that are actually the true champions of conserving that space. Yeah. And more so than any environmentalist ever will be uh, because those are the guys that have to live there. Yeah. It's basically like saying, Hey, this is my house. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it right and keep all the bills paid. Right. When you come and visit my house, don't tell me how to run it. Right. That's pretty much the same idea. Yeah. You know, um, but if you were asking me if there's more sharks now than there were 20 years ago, of course. Right. There are. Yeah. There's no There's no question about that. Florida, too, especially, is like, you know, people are talking about the Pacific and they get the big great whites and everything. And Shark Week is always dominated by the great white stories and everything like that. But I just kind of wish maybe they'd spread the word about yeah. some of the smaller sharks. Some of the smaller sharks. Do you know which one will get you, too, is the oceanic white tip? Yeah. Because they're open ocean you know they may be on a piece of debris or something swimming for months or weeks before they eat so if they see you like yeah. you're toast dude yep you're toast yeah you're, was, you're the first thing they've seen in a long time they're yeah. not going to really think yep. twice I, I was in uh panama years ago and we found a log with like baits and there's tunas jumping over the log like it was badass national geographic stuff and good shots of that well hold, i was all i was halfway over the transom and I saw the fin of, I saw the white tip fin, and I was like, back in the boat, yeah, real uh, quick, dude. I, we were like sixty miles out, you know, kind of like, exotic like terrain. Trip? No, we were, um, we were off like central Panama on a mothership. Oh, okay. And it was like real remote. We were doing our own. When thing. was this? Eight or nine years ago. Oh wow, wow. It was yeah. when there was a tsunami, and we were on this mothership, and we were anchored up in the bay. It's a hundred foot steel boat, big boat. And they're like, we have a tsunami coming. They, they detected it, all the underwater stuff. And they're like, watch this. It's going to be, it went from low tide to, to high tide, back to low tide in like four minutes. Like it, you could see the anchor swing. You could see the boat move. You saw the water rise on the bay. It was, it was nuts. Like the water receded. It was a mini tsunami, basically. Wow. Yeah. That must have been cool <clears throat> to see. It was cool, but it's like. Scary. It kind of created a red tide or it brought in some different water and mm -hmm. a fish. And we were supposed to black marlin fish on the reef and it was like non existent. So we popped and jigged the coast for like five days in a row. It was just exhausting. <laughs> right. So you, get, you didn't get anything on the trip then? No, we caught roosters and kuberos and, and cool bluefin trawalis and, and pargos and all those green snappers and whatever. Yeah. We probably caught like 35 species or more. Like, Weird coney grouper, big red thing. The coney. Yeah, it was good. You know, Panama is probably the best place to go fishing. Yeah. If you really is, is that your, like, the ultimate destination? It, yeah. It, what's the furthest out you've been? Um, I don't know. We fished Coiba and Hannibal Bank. You're not right. You're not terribly far offshore, but you're like 60, 60 miles from the lodge or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for I like you, you didn't take a trip to Australia. Did you? No, I've never been there. But that's. Great Barrier Reef, Black Marlin. Yeah. I know Pete's been there. Yeah. Didn't he go there on his honeymoon or he something? He did, but he didn't fish the Barrier Reef. He, I like, he snorkeled or something. They trout fished in New Zealand, too, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like, in the print world, it's impossible for me to go to Australia because I want to be there for three weeks, four weeks. Right. Yeah. You're going to miss deadline? It's Something's going to pop up. I got to be around. Yeah. But, yeah, I think in our neck of the woods, Panama is like... Mm -hmm. They got billfish, they got tuna, they got the variety of snappers and rooster fish. Yeah, I still haven't been down here yet. Um, Drew Thompson and I were talking about 
Oh, that's by true. True. Go we t- yeah, we were talking about going and just our families just going together. Go see Shane. He's got the island. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. You're you're on your own. You're you know you're kind of catered to. You got the boats to yourself. Yeah, I just spoke to him. It was just with um, Adrian and I were walking around iCast and just talked to him about it. So I'm yeah. really dying to get down there. Good, dude. You get some inspiration. Yeah, for sure. I might be going to Guatemala in December. Yeah, with Charlie. No, with um Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Charlie's doing the, um, it's not Marlin University. He's going to hate I said that, but it's his own, it's Fish Tracks uh, school, teaching school. They're doing that Pacific Fins? Yeah. Tony DeJulian's going. When is this? It's in December. Oh, I'm going to talk to him. I haven't That's set my date yet. You might be going. Because Ozzy's basically like, oh, whenever you want to come down, just let me just let me know what your December well, dates I, are. Shane from Panama wants to go because they don't. They catch sailfish, but they catch them on, like, the outside of a bait ball. It's not right. like they're not targeting them and catching a bunch like they do in Guatemala. So he wants to go see that and experience their Pacific Fins Lodge. So we're all – I'm going to try to get on that trip too. Really? So that would be fun if we could all go together. Yeah, dude. That would be awesome. Yeah, but we're thinking December. It gets – you know, that's prime time, December, January. Right, right. Yeah, he's been – Ozzy was texting me this morning. He's like, hey, you set your dates yet? I'm like, no. So we're Drop. trying to get someone to watch our kids. So that's a thing for three days. That's the big deal. So, yeah. My parents are getting a little older now. So it's like leaving them with a six-year-old and eight-year-old. It's like a little bit of a heavy ask. Mm-hmm. So trying to, my sister's listening to this show. Like you're going to get asked to like fly down yeah, for, for like three days and like pretty soon. <laughs> it's nice though. It's easy to get there. I love it. I've been there a few times. It's, uh, it's a cool spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nova Scotia or Prince Edward Island was another one. You ever been up that way? I did. I had a trip there that didn't end so well. Didn't end so well? Yeah, we didn't catch anything. Oh. We were like a week early before the the herring, commercial herring fishermen started setting their nets. So. Yeah, how does all that work? I'm completely unfamiliar with that style of fishing. They they deploy a net and it's on a buoy and it's kind of I don't know the name of the net but it goes into the water column and the herring it's like a gill net basically they get stuck in it so then the fish will run into the net to shake them free or, or they even hear the boats coming and they hear the nets and the gear oh, so they're trained There's almost they're like the Bahamian sharks so we yeah pretty much in the channel yeah so we uh, there weren't anyone netting so the fish weren't really found yet and it was early season. So we fished for like four or five days, sun up to sundown. One day it's 80 degrees. The next day it's like 40 and blowing and raining and just like wicked weather up there, but beautiful coast. So we fished and then didn't catch anything. Caught a seal, hooked a seal. That was the only thing we hooked. And a then, seal? Or sea lion. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, I don't have yeah. much experience with that. Did you foul hook him? No, you ate a circle hook in a giant bait. He ate a circle hook? And the guys were like... The guys were like, this happens often, but they're like, oh my God, if, if it stays down for like 20, 30 seconds on the run, it's, it's a tuna because the sea lion's got to come up for air. So the guys in the, in the harness, in the bucket seat, Are you kidding me? like toe to toe. And then it comes up ar, 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 and we're like, oh man. So oh, no. that was the highlight of the trip. That was the highlight of the trip. And then I had a trip. I was going to fish with Ozzy and um, Scott Walker. This was during Hurricane Matthew, which was like two or three years ago. I think it was three years. Yeah. And, you know, they're from Miami and the Keys, and the storm was kind of going, doing that West End Grand Bahama thing again. So right. Where I live up north in Palm Beach County, we were still like in the cone, 
and my wife was pregnant, so I couldn't leave her with the house. I'm like, I'm going tuna oh, fishing. Yeah. So I had to like cancel. I got screwed on my ticket, and uh, they went and caught them and just sent me pictures all week of like releasing giant fish. So yeah, that's how it goes, right? Yeah. Like uh, when you can't make it, that's when it's gangbusters. Yep. But I got had for that trip. I had a five mil. But you're still suit. married though, so yeah, it's cool. Yeah. No, I mean I think I made the right decision. <laughs> but the storm didn't do anything for us. Yeah. And I could have totally been there. Yeah. Like, I blew it. I had a five mil wetsuit with a fused hoodie, so I was like ready to jump in and because it, it's cold shit up there sometimes. Like it yeah. looks nice in September, October, but it's still you're up there. Yeah, Ozzy was showing us some pictures because he stood stood up front like this 800 pound. Yeah, and he's like, I'll never do that again. They fished, uh, they fish in PEI, and we fished. I fished in Antigonish, which is like on the mainland. Okay, and so it's like they're they're not far away, but there's there's fish everywhere in that channel. So mm -hmm. we're not fishing. We would never see them, but we fished with some local guys who were pretty dialed. Yeah, that's good. But the day we the day we were on our flight, the guys like, oh, we just caught one at the spot we fished for five days in a row, first fish of the season. I'm like. Phew. That's it. Normally, I have good luck, though. Yeah. That's, like, the only story that I can remember where it's been just, like, Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I rarely hear of you not coming back, like, in glory but with, on a lot of your trips. Going after blue fins, I guess it's, like, kind of hit or miss. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're mahi fishing or something. Right. You come back, and you're like, no. But we'll get up there again. You fish with uh, Wild Bill a lot, then. Yeah, he's uh, he's grown to be a good friend he's a really nice guy we first fished uh you guys on the polar team together whatever yeah what's, what's up with that we uh we like to drink rum yeah that's some good rum but you didn't bring any that's cool no it's still early i gotta go back to my office <sighs> but um yeah we first fished i think it was in guatemala at pacific fins and then we did another trip to panama and we fished in delacroix for redfish and we've done a good little tour yeah, that's cool. I was talking to Rob at Olakai, and because he's Wild Bill sponsored by Olakai too, and they're like, like we never know where to send any of the product to him because he's never home. He lives out of a suitcase. No yeah, doubt. yeah. But he's got a house in Mexico too. He's always trying to get me down there. They catch a lot of stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. They're done. I'm getting geared up for sale for season. Are you gonna fish the circuit this I'll year? I'll do a couple events, but I'm not full time right now. No. Yeah. yeah. Too much going on with the book. It's a lot, and I got my kid now, and there might be another one coming. Whoa! <laughs> Making a national announcement. Well, na national for our 60 subscribers. So, so it'll, it's going to be a busy winter, <laughs> but I definitely want to get back out there full time. Yeah, nice. I miss it a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. How you like being a dad now? It's awesome. It's the best thing that could ever happen. I'm telling you, the, like, the most rewarding and challenging thing you could ever do in your life is be a father. It should have done it a long time ago. Yeah. I think that too, you know what I mean? Because my wife and I, we kind of waited a while to get married. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going to speak more to this one over here. Yeah. You know, who just got married. But I, I kind of wish maybe kids would have come along a little sooner because now my back is killing me. I'm like 45 years old. And I'm like a six and an eight year old. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I would have been done done this in my young 30s. But. Yeah. No, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's rewarding. So yeah. We're that's stoked. cool. We're happy. They're fishing now and. No, he's only, he's, uh, he's doing some swim classes and stuff, but we're mm -hmm. not, he loves the beach. He'll run straight into the shore break, but mm -hmm. not much fishing yet. That's going to come soon. Well, how old is he now? It's only a year and a half. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a little older than no, that. No, no. Well, so you're, oh, you're still in the fresh stages, man. 
Just getting fired Ooh. up. He's learning to climb. There's more to come, Steve. Oh, God. More to come. <laughs> I know. No, it's fun, though. We love it. Yeah, that's good. How's the missus holding up? She's good. Yeah. Did you paddle out this last hurricane? Uh, we surfed. You know what sucks is they had the bridges closed everywhere, so we couldn't get to the Boynton Inlet. We couldn't get to Delray Beach. We had to surf, and Boca was the first place that the cops would let you over the bridge. Mm-hmm. So we surfed. Was it was all right, but it was really drifty. So we did a big, a big walk, and then uh, I don't know. It wasn't ideal, but it was. Mm-hmm. It's good to surf when we can in Florida. We don't have much of anything. I saw Rory. Um you know, Roy Kim, he uh, posted some pictures, like, right off of the pier. It was just, like, firing. Yeah, like, at once, one of the sunsets. But I think that was really the only time that it was going off like that. It, we had those king tides, too, so that yeah. really affects how deep it breaks and how heavy the wave is. So it, yeah. was, it was tough. You know, it wasn't ideal. The last two days from whatever storms out there, Umberto, I think it's called, mm-hmm. there's good waves up coast right now, but... Right now? Yeah, and yesterday it was pretty good. Jupiter was fun. but Yeah, I haven't even checked. I mean, I haven't I really been surfing a lot lately. It's tough. If you want to be I'm on it down now. here, you got to chase it. you got to be on it. And we were always on it as, when we were little. but now I need to like, paddle this down a little bit more before I start paddling out. Just <laughs> need more foam. Yeah. I got my, I got, I got this, uh, I got my 7.6 Almeric Wave Hog in the next room over. But, um, yeah, it's been collecting dust lately. Hmm. So it's been a while. Get out there. Let's go. I'll do it. The um, you know, Costa Rica, like two or three years ago, was like the last time I actually paddled out. So, I've been, so like I live in this, this is my coffin now. Like I don't get out of here. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm trying to go surf. This is almost gone. Ozzy's talking about waves in uh, Guatemala. Yeah, I asked him about that. He's like, dude, it's big. Like yeah. when we if we go out the one inlet, sometimes you leave out of the marina. Sometimes you go to the inlet, which there's a dock that's right behind the resort, mm-hmm. and that inlet is nasty. Like it's it's rough. There's big Pacific swells, and you gotta time it right to get out there. You're stuffing the bow in those boats, and this little Grom kid surfing there on broken boards, and it's good. A lot of jetties, a lot of wedges like that. Yeah, that's cool. But you don't know what's in that water right there. I shouldn't have drank as much of this as I did. Come on, it's almost gone. Might as well finish it now. Yeah, might yeah. as well finish it now. If that's, you don't that's finish the most it, potent part. The bottom's gonna get all like congealed and just like thick as mud. You won't even be able to drink it. Yep. You gotta drink it now. You gotta drink it now, or it's gonna no. harden up. Come on, stop. Pure pressure. You're not setting a good example, Dad. <laughs> so you're gonna surf in Guatemala? Yeah, I'd like to. But I'm I'm not gonna travel with the board or anything, so that'll be right. tough. But if they can get something down there, they should have some at the lodge. That'd be cool for people that want to take a lay day. Fish, that's true surf but they also just you know he used to tell me about the rooster fishing they're doing now mm-hmm. yeah yeah we talked yeah, about he that. mentioned that on the he said they're they have pretty good numbers they don't they don't have the size of the ones in costa rica and stuff he was saying but yeah they they're, make up for it in in quantity that's badass not as many cuberos he was saying but they look was probably wiped them out yeah more uh more of the roosters and we we're talking about maybe getting them from the beach possibly with the poppers or actually he was saying yeah, he said they're like he's traditionally trolling for him. Dredges, I think he's yeah. trolling dredges. Yeah, right off the beach, they're they're trolling for him. He said, he yeah, said they're they're right there behind the behind the swell. Yeah, but, but that's how I want to get one from the surf surf rod. I was always talking about going to to Mexico and fishing up there, but if I can get one down there, you know, hell yeah, 
Yeah, they're tricky fish. I mean, I've fished, I've thrown poppers for days and not caught them. Mm -hmm. Like some places they don't react as well to poppers. And then you'd put out a little sardine and it's like right away, you can, which obviously everything eats sardines and they love yeah. them. But some places you go, or you know, people have trips where they're just tossing poppers and catching fish like all the time. Whereas mm -hmm. I haven't seen that like explosive rooster popper bite, you know, mostly been on like fishing a live bonita or like mm -hmm. big baits, right? Like deep water. They'll probably get fired up like that when they're on the, the bait pods and stuff off the beach. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I went one time went. In Costa Rica with some old dude on a pontoon, a couple of my buddies from Tuniskin, and just like we went out there and just pop and pop and pop. And like after a while, I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Like when I catch any fish, my freaking shoulders killing me. Like I'm just going to lay back and enjoy the like the coastline. And yeah. Whatever, so we did that. Uh, Zancudo Lodge is great. They've got little pangas and you're fishing right in the surf, like 10 feet off the beach. What did I say? Pontoon? I meant you to say, say pontoon. Yeah, I meant to say panga. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> there, there's like, the only we went out redneck style, baby. <laughs> in Costa Rica. <laughs> Freaking cracked the Miller Lite. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, we're damn roosters. <laughs> uh, pontoon. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Made a 55 gallon drum. <laughs> yeah. We went out Melbourne style. No, but that's a lot of my people in Melbourne, by the way. Pangas are fun. They're good boats. You know, they're un unbreakable. So, yeah. I was cool. We were right off the beach. And I mean, you've been to Costa Rica. You know the place where the mermaid is? The mermaid? Just kind of like south of Hako, like uh, about maybe like a half uh, an hour. I try not to go there. You try not to go there? Yeah. Hako is like the dirt, dirt hole town. No, but I know, but it's south of. Oh. Like, it's like on your way to Capos, like in between Los Sueños and Capos. There's a spot. Anyway, this old guy, like old being of the sea style. And the, the panga is sitting like right there in the water would like head out from the beach and just like brave the surf and like pretty much like you're looking like a wall of water and we're like we're on a freaking dive and apparently this dude's been doing this his whole life it's like yeah it's perfect wow Had us out there we did a surf trip to nicaragua and we're like we chartered a boat to fish and the panga comes up and it was like the, the waves peaked that day and it was offshore winds and it was like perfect surfing day and we're like well, now we got to go fishing. This sucks. Yeah. And the guy's like waving. He's like, come on, come on. And we're like, we even come, like we all had to swim through like overhead shore break to get out there. <laughs> Are and you so serious? We were like, and I had my water housing. So like my buddy was like stuffing his cigarettes in there to stay dry. <laughs> and like whatever space we had, we occupied it. And we were just soaked like all day salty. And then like they kick you off again. You had to swim in. Yeah. But it was, it's, I was supposed to go to Nicaragua. Um, mm -hmm. For, for a tournament that I do the art for every mm -hmm. year. Florida Kanye tournament, right? No, it wasn't the Florida Kanye. It was the one that um, Emilio does before that, okay. you know? Yeah. Uh, and then um, then this stuff started going down in Nicaragua. And he's like, oh, you might not want to come right now. And yeah. I, I, Unfortunately, that's one of those countries that's in constant up and down mode. Yeah. Once you get out of the city, you're fine, though. Like, I was on the coast, and it was totally mellow. And I know guys that are there right now, it's fine. But... When we drove back to the city, there was a riot, and the cab driver was like, get down in the back. So they couldn't see that I was like a gringo in the back seat, mm -hmm. and they drove me to the airport. But it was like a little unsettling, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was it was that, Steve? Was it a little unsettling a little that you had to like be the white guy in the, in the, the, the country, like, like hide under a sit pile of coats? Scream, like, oh, no. <laughs> Just so you could survive? Whatever. You're going to the airport. You'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. No big deal. No big deal. All right, cool.
So what else is going through? Tell me some stories, man. Where are you heading next? Get some know. traveling coming up? No, nah, like the winners, we always stay here in Sailfish most of the week. So it's like we're not, I'd like to go to Guatemala and do that. Right. That place is like an escape in the winter. Um, other than that, nothing. Are you really. fishing with the Pilar team? Or are you still fishing with Art at all? Um, I'll do like a couple tournaments with Art, and I'll f- I've been fishing the Jimmy Johnson with Pilar team the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure what we're going to do this year. Right. So, but yeah, I'm always... Just kind of hopping. Was around. that his boat that you you messed up your spleen? That was that was the liquid boat. Which that is, was a liquid boat, yeah, right? Yeah. What happened? You, I don't think you ever told me this whole story. Well, you may not have remembered it, but we talked. About we did it. talk about <laughs> it. Right. I uh, the first was I drinking? Probably, yeah. There you go. So the first time it happened, uh, we were fishing uh, Miami Sailfish Five Hundred. What was it called? Four hundred. Four hundred. Yeah. And. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy fishes the bow rod spinner, so he's always up there by himself, wearing the stern, you know, working the kites, not really paying attention. And he hooked a mahi, thinks not a big fish, so no one gave a crap about it. And the things flopping around, flopping around. He's like, "Can someone come grab these?" Screaming at us, we're like, "Fuck!" I was like, "I'll go do it." Well, he some he left the bow hatch and the floor open, and I'm holding this giant fiberglass gaff, and I step in the hole. And like kind of scorpion over the over like pole the gaff. Part of it hits the gunnel and part of it hits the deck. And I I pop up and Arts is in tower and he's like, Are you all right? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine, no big deal. We gaff the fish. I go back fishing, whatever. <clears throat> we spend the night in Miami, we party all night, whatever. I wake up, it was Sunday, went to the awards ceremony, whatever, went home. Monday, I was at work and I had this like piercing pain in my shoulder. I was like, something's weird. Like, this is really weird. And I walked to the hospital, and I saw my um, doc, who's used to fish with salesmen. He's a doctor in the ER. And he oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, dude, Chris? you don't, yeah, he's, you don't look so good. And I was, I was probably, like, as white as that sword bill right there. And, and I was like, my left shoulder is, like, dying, dude. And he's like, oh, you ruptured your spleen. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then they did a CAT scan, and, I, yeah, so I ruptured my spleen. But I, uh, that time around, I had to have some blood transfusions because I was, like, really bleeding internally for a few days. So Could then, you have died for that? If you keep bleeding out, yeah, no doubt. No, bleeding out, but, like, not internally. Like, is there, like, an appendix toxicity No, thing? no, no. You can live a good life without your spleen, but you kind of want it because it cleans your blood. Okay. So they filled me with titanium to, you know, fortify it. <laughs> Stent the veins and stuff, and then whatever. I healed, surfing, fishing, doing doing everything, you know, no no care. You know, nothing's holding me back. Mm-hmm. I think it was two years later, and it was on the same boat, same model boat, different name. It went from liquid to native sun. Right. Um, but same group of guys, identical team, everything. I think we were fishing the, the Sailfish 400 again, but it was in a – I know, we were fishing uh, – Operation Sailfish in Palm Beach, and this time I stepped in the stern well. We, you know, so we're looking at the kites, we're looking at the motors, and we're six shoulder to shoulder, six I people deep. You did it again, and so the this time it was Keith. He left the well open, <laughs> and um, I stepped back into it and kind of like twisted weird. I think I hit my my side on the like where the the hole is. Got up, same thing. Got up, no big deal. I'm fine. You know, two days later, what's my shoulder? So this time I go to the hospital, 
And I walk in and I'm like, I ruptured my spleen. You didn't see, <laughs> Chris wasn't there waiting for you. No. <laughs> so I, I go, I ruptured my spleen. I need to go back and get a CAT scan. My shoulder hurts. And, it, was rough. it was like, there's a ton of people in the hospital and they're like, it's going to be a while. And I'm like, no, like this is right now. And, and so the lady kind of like brushed me off, obviously. And I, I start fussing and complaining and, and making a storm. And they take me back and give me a CAT scan. And she's like, how'd you know you ruptured your spleen? And I was like, so, so that was it. So that was it. Um, yeah, I recovered better from that one. But still, yeah, no, no lasting side effects. I'm all good. How long ago was that? The second time? I don't know. Five, six, four, five, six years ago. Okay, so you're out of your two-year window. Oh, yeah. We're good. So it's like. No, yeah. I've surfed big waves and, like, takes, like, the worst is when you, you just, like, pearl on the takeoff and you're just like smacking the surface of the yeah, water and i'm like yeah. oh, that's probably not so good <laughs> but uh yeah i haven't had anything all right so this me is back. completely my ignorance where is your spleen it's like tucked under your rib cage on your left side on your left side yeah okay so the when you fall and it happens a lot car accidents do it because people like hit the steering wheel if they don't have a seatbelt on okay you know that's kind of i think how the the gaff shaft got me the first time i kind of like folded over it i believe i don't know but we were filming uh we were filming wild bills for for jamie's show that was on tv and they had gopros rolling in like every direction oh so that happened on camera yeah and i'm still like i would love to see the footage like it'd be hilarious <laughs> you've never seen it no oh man and they ran the show and they didn't even talk about it i'm like that would have been the best closing <laughs> clip of a dude like ridiculousness yeah. scorpion <laughs> But you got to be able to get that. I mean, Jamie's probably got that somewhere. Yeah, who knows? They, they took a lot of footage. They rolled footage all day, every day for every tournament from like five or six different angles. So that shit's gone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ruptured your spleen so twice. That's why they call me Spleeno. Spleeno. <laughs> that's why they call me Spleeno. We're going to do an edit breakdown of this show, and then that's what we're going to we're going to cut that, and that's why we call me Spleeno. <laughs> uh, Should I finish this? Yeah, you're there. If it's not mud yet. Yeah, no, it's to. not mud, and that's why I was kind of pacing it out. Like, It will start to turn pretty thick, though, if you leave it there. That's all right. It's, it's still kind of loose. Okay. I was just pacing it out just to gauge like, how I'm feeling now, and I'm good. It's a lot of sugar right there. Yeah, that's probably the rest of that is probably sugar. It's probably all. Let me swirl it up. You've never had that before? I've never I've had espressos. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this tastes like that. But it's more like a hybrid, I think. That's the legit jet fuel. They yeah. they don't measure the sugar when they put it in there, you just Did you guys get this from Cubanera? I don't know where she got it. Where wherever you get the, the new sandwich place. The sandwiches. There's yeah. a new Cuban sandwich place in town. It's phenomenal. I'm not sure when I'll be back out here. <laughs> <laughs> right and around the corner. That's why you dragged all the stuff with you. You're like, I am not coming out here twice. No, I, think, I figured I could kill two birds with one stone. Well, go gator hunting out here. It's <laughs> my backyard. Can you take me to tilapia fishing or something? <laughs> I, yeah, I, know, I know the best bluegill spots in yeah. Coral Springs. Nice. I take my kids there all the time. That's fun. It's fun fishing. I can't wait till my kid can do that. We can just go golf course fishing or doing anything you know i live on um i live on coral springs country club golf course and there's great peacock fishing great bass fishing on that course like oh. i'm talking like 10 pounders wow yeah 
the, the golf course is where it's at for sure. There's some really good places in Parkland just up the road. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just one place we take the kids that's, it's like a pier on a lake, right? And it's built for fishing. They got rod holders and everything there. But it's really kind of more like a picturesque kind of thing, like typical Parkland, you know, everything is manicured and, per, you know, perfectly crafted out mm-hmm. there. And even though it's kind of like a country-fied town, or at least to look that way. But incredible bluegill spot. You can't park there. You got to park at the baseball field and then walk like a half or a quarter mile, probably a quarter mile, down to the pier. So they don't want a bunch of people parking there and, like, zooming the place out. Mm-hmm. So if you go there, you really got to make the effort like to get to that pier. But once you're there, so the kids slay the bluegill. Like, my son, like, like we're just going bluegill fishing. It's, like, no big deal. You just bring a Ziploc bag full of gold hooks and bread. And you're all set. Yeah. Oh, but Sean's got to, like, to pull the socks all the way up. And, like, he brings a buff. And he's, like, six years old. He, like, gets all into it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to roll a picture of him on this one. That's the start. Yeah. So he goes like that. He gets, he's got his Oakleys that we get from, like, the Jimmy Johnson. Right? So they, like, always give them to him. So he, like, wears them. And he, like, gets all into it. And he, like, thinks he's, like, the bluegill slayer. So I'm like, dude, I gotta get you. I catch in some mahi or something at least. So go catch some bait. Yeah, go catch some bait. So and then Sienna, you know, she's Sienna's a bass fisherman now at this point. But yeah, it's cool. It's a lot of fun taking the kids out fishing. I mean, to me, that's like I get just as much joy out of that than like me going like you know anywhere like offshore and you yeah. know, stuff like that. Well, I, I get enjoyment just, like, now I find myself not even, like, caring to go fish sometimes. Like, I'd rather go spend time at home on the weekends and, mm-hmm. and book a trip. So that's that's an interesting change, but it happens, like, it's an interesting change, right? overnight, dude. But it, it's not anything that you're upset about or it is what it is, and you're thrilled to be there. So Yeah, unless it's a tournament, right? I'll tell people if they ask me to go fishing with them, I'm like, well, I'll go during the week anytime you want, but the weekends I want to be with the kids. And yeah. They want to go fishing, and that's another story. That's what's cool about the job, too, is I can I can fish during the week and then do the home stuff on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That, that's definitely a benefit about, you know, running your own operation. I'm going to finish this. Do it. So tell me about the bridge. The bridge. All right, so I'm trying to get some dates in my head about that. I guess it was about a year and a half ago that they, well, actually, it was more like three years ago, they approached me about it, and they said, hey, we're gonna, we're thinking about doing this Atlantic you know, Boulevard Bridge. You can do murals all over it, and I'm thinking, all right, cool. You know what I mean? It's all over water, and they want me to paint this bridge, and I'm like, but I'm all in, of course. You know, that's... Epic project. Yeah. I'll totally do that. And I don't like using the word epic unless it's warranted. And that, to me, is an epic project. So I was like, all right, cool. So they're like, all right, you're, you're a guy. We got to go through all these city things and budget things and blah, blah, blah. We'll get back to you. A few months later, I followed up. Nothing. You know, finally, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. It's still on. We still need to whatever. So fast forward two years from that point, like, I'm thinking it's a dead project. Right. And then um, Horatio uh, from the city of Pompano Beach, the CRA, um, gives me a call. And he's like, hey, buddy, you ready to go? Let's go. Let's do it. The bridge. We were all approved. We're ready to roll. All right. I'm like, yeah. So we got to go through contracts and negotiations and all this other stuff like that. And I come to find out that they're like, oh, well, you get to do it in the studio. 
it's a, ultimately it's a signage project and the wrapper and the whole thing. I said, well, that's even better. Yeah. Right. Number one, I don't think it was really going to be in their budget for me to get out and like paint the whole thing. Cause that's a completely different operation. Off the scaffolding or something. Yeah. And it was just taking a long time out in the hot sun and you know, that's a little bit different, but, um, so we did, we were able to do the whole thing in here in the studio and, um, and, you know, even through all the approvals and, you know, they gave me all, all freedom on the project. They just wanted to be kept in the loop of the whole thing in case there wasn't anything stupid going in there. Yeah. That looks um, badass. Thank you. Um, and, um, so when it was all said and done, I probably worked on the project with them for about six to eight months, you know, getting everything dialed in. I mean, there's huge files. I mean, you're talking about panels that are like, some of them are 35 feet long by like 10 feet tall. And um, a couple of them were like 66 feet long Damn. and like nine feet tall. And if you've ever worked with graphic files, like I know you have, that's a big ass file. And probably the biggest challenge of the whole project was how slow those files moved and working on like that size uh, of an image. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And like, if I wanted to like change something in layers, I had to just like make sure that I really wanted to do that. Clear your next week. Yeah. Clear your next week. Exactly. Or do, do one thing, go take a break, go get some lunch. I come, by the time you come back, that fish moved. But yeah, it was, um, it was a big operation and, <clears throat> it was also kind of like um, a really different animal than anything else that we usually work on because of the size and the complexity of the whole thing and trying to design everything in flow and make the whole thing kind of, we named it Atlantic Harmony. Yep. Um, just because we wanted to represent a lot of the species that are in the area. I didn't want to just do a sailfish piece on there or just like a meat piece. Um, I still wanted to include like the tarpon and the snook that we have and awesome mullet you got in there. Yeah, and the mullet and the bait fish, especially because I'm like grapes. Everything is yep. is you're right. It's got the sea circle. grapes. Yeah. I just tried to really represent us without putting people in there. And um hopefully it came across. Hopefully people see it um the way, you know, I wanted it to be. And I tried to give some love to like the mammals and you know, the everything. So trying to make it a whole full circle yeah. kind of situation. Makes everybody happy. So, um, and then the Pompano Beach sign uh, on the on the south side is kind of like a gateway yep. to Pompano Beach, and um, so it's a little you know blood, sweat, and tears, and you know it's it's uh, it's a done project, and you know we're pretty proud of it. So, and then we had the big party at the end, and you know, and sign and prints, and mm-hmm. the mayor was there, and yeah. likely it's all that kind of cool stuff. So, Sweet. yeah, it was fun. So, um, it was nice because. Um, a big project like that and um my mom's 85 so she comes out to it and like it's a c so it's nice to like for me i kind of looked at that project in that way to where it was a way of like kind of rewarding my parents you know like saying hey thanks for always believing me thanks for like always supporting me like through this whole endeavor and here you go you know what i mean so it was a really proud moment for my whole family and so I don't even want to say that it was like, yeah, I got that bridge and I did this. You know, it really was kind of like that. You know, it's just show my kids and, and they're proud of daddy and like all that. So it's really a very meaningful project from that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. And um, even just even like growing up in the area and you're able to like show your friends and like, yeah, you're the one that's on the bridge. And so oh, that's cool. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't like talking about myself like that. You know what I mean? Pr- try to stay, I. like, humble, but... That's why I'm always behind the camera, and people, like, point a camera at me, and I'm like, whoa. 
Yeah. Like yeah. you guys right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. Like even like um, I feel that way even like when we take the picture after this thing for like the thumbnail, I'm like, all right, take a picture of us. I'm like, you know, I enjoy doing this stuff, you know, like the the podcast. I enjoy like, I am gregarious, so I like, I like talking to people and yeah. hanging out. That was one of the reasons that we started this is because people would always drop into the studio and they're talking to them for like two hours. Of course, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then I'm like, well, I might as well just set up some mics and like put this out there. So that's pretty much why you know we originally started it, and then it turned into like, all right, it's a good way to network and it's a good way to get people. You know, everyone got into it. You know what I mean? So like, all my friends are like, oh, I want to come on the podcast, and everyone's kind of getting into it. So we're really just trying to create a community. Cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So we're hoping. Um, more of the bridge projects happen soon. Yep. So we'll see. Cool. Yeah. So, um, do you plan on doing anything else with your photography that like beyond like the magazine work? Uh, I was talking a while. Like you should have a show, a TV show. No, like an art show. Oh, with your photo- <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Shiv is art show. <laughs> no, seriously, you do beautiful work. Oh, uh, thank you. But I, I would love to obviously sell more shit. But yeah, um, I don't know if I have time always to put a site up. I have a site. I was telling him I haven't worked on it in ten years because I'm so focused on yeah my job and then going out and fishing and making new content where it's like you don't find time to sit in front of the computer all the time. You know. Mm-hmm. I sit in front of the computer and write all day. The last thing I want to do is go home and sit in front of there and design a website. And now you have a kid, too. Yeah. That's another thing. He yeah. loves wires, dude. He'll, he'll, like, unplug the wire from the wall <laughs> and drag it around the house. And it's tough to have a computer in front of him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I try to say that I'm going to work when I get home, like, all the time. I, with the 365 project, it was, like, a lot of it was done at the house. But you guys still got to, like, put the kids down. Yeah. So there are many a nights I didn't start until like ten. See, I'm I'm going to sleep. Yeah, you know I'm not going to work throughout the entire night. Yeah, it's, it's not healthy. You it's know? not healthy, and my next day is going to suffer because of it. So you need to be at the peak all the time. Right, especially writing editorial and stuff. You can't. Yeah, my you, eyes. You got to be focused. Wiped, but yeah, I would love to do like art shows, and I'd love to collaborate with some other people, and it's just. Mm-hmm. Finding the time to do it is yeah, it's it's everyone's got it. You know, you're pulled in so many different directions. You're trying to work with other brands and what other business ventures you might be involved in. And it's just how much time is there left at the end of the day? Yeah. And I think a lot of the people don't see that with the creative work is the amount of time that goes into it. You know, people are, you know, always like a lot of time get a lot of messages that you can't even respond to and people get mad at you. Like, oh, I emailed you two weeks ago. You didn't hear? I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm yeah. just, you know, you get every day last five minutes to me. That happens to me. My phone's got voicemails, like, probably a couple hundred. And my wife's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is normal. I don't answer them. Exactly. But, you know, unless it's like I'm, that name pops up that I know. I'm like, you can't yeah. pick it. That would be my job is just answering the phone all day long. No doubt. I need an assistant. Yeah. But, I mean, it's really, I mean, the, the creative work, I mean, it takes time. And, you know, you want to have a life, too. You know, I did that at the 365, and when it was done, I was just like, what the hell? I'll never do that again. (laughs) I mean, it was cool. Again, like all those pieces, and everyone loved it. It was very entertaining for the people that saw it happening in front of them. But it was, oh, my God. I thought it was amazing. And it was so fast, because now you kind of, like, kicked yourself 
in the ass because people are like, oh, you can make this in a day or in an hour. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, look what I sketched out on the way to Disney World in the back of the car. Like, yeah. And now you you're, you set the bar. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It, yeah, that was, I, I don't regret it. I mean, now that I did it, I'm like, oh, it's a badge of honor. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. Those are epic, dude. You know, but it's like the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. I was just like, I did that, put a fork in that ahi tuna. And that was my last one. And a stick a fork in me. I'm done. Yeah. You know, and then after that, I kind of like, I don't think I drew anything for like a month. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just going to write a bunch of emails and answer the phone Stay and talk busy. to people and go fishing and whatever. That's so I like I would rather just go shoot and stack clips, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks and then wait for a rainy day to like kind of go back. And like when yeah. I when I do stuff because of the magazine, we're only we're running six to ten photos per feature. So it's not like, you know, I go on a week long trip to Panama or wherever it may be. I got thousands of clips and then it's like, oh, we're going to use six. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I always fight with my creative guy. I'm like, can we do more? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. So, so if it's enjoyable to go back into the archives and find stuff, you know, because I'll purposely like breeze through them real quick. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, look at this. I never saw this. And that's enjoyable. And yeah. I figure someday, when I have time, and I, I keep saying someday, but I'll have a website or I'll have a book come out or I'll do, like you said, an art show, but it's like I'm not there right now. I don't have the time. Yeah. It's really tough when you got a one-and-a-half-year-old house. Yeah, I don't know if that's holding me back so much. It is. You don't realize it yet. But like one day you're going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, that really sucked up a lot of my time. You know what I mean? But it's just because you want it. You want it to. It's a yeah. good thing. No, you know? I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that's a negative thing by any means, stretch of the means, but especially as the next couple of years come on you. You know, it's going to get, like, even more. Yeah. Because, you know, this, they start walking more and becoming more demanding. Oh, dude, he's climbing all over the place now. Yeah. Wait yeah. till he starts telling you what to do. That's coming soon. <laughs> he's not talking yet, but he's close. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's cool, man. The, yeah, that creative life's an interesting one. Um, and yeah. now everyone's got a camera, too, so. Yeah, everyone's got a camera, and, <laughs> you know, the, um, you know, obviously some guys are better at it than others, but, you know, when you see a true photographer like in action uh, and so much more goes into it other than just clicking you know i mean there's the prep there's the effort there's the thought behind before you ever even get out there yeah uh, take us through some of that process i mean like like compared to like someone who doesn't know i know i might be squeezing you for no i'm fine but. we like obviously you got to be technical with the camera you got to know how to adjust the light and and things of that nature you know composing the frame too but then for me it's kind of the experience from fishing my whole life that you can see what like where the fish is going to jump or you know which direction the fish is traveling underwater you can kind of like foresee what's going to happen mm -hmm. and then kind of try to capture that frame which is which is fun um but yeah it's a lot of like the underwater stuff is just being comfortable in the water and yeah technicality you know it, the camera settings are important, but it's more about being there and, and capturing the moment. You know, right. the best photographer is not going to get shit sitting at home all day. And I'm like, well, fuck, the sales are biting. I got to be out there. And I have to be out there or else someone else is going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. Got to go. You got to go, go, go. Yeah, you got to go. Someday you won't be able to. Yeah, that's what happens when you go. That's why I always say that. Like, even if it's like a, 
a meeting or like an important event or whatever. And then you meet like a key person there that really like changed the entire trip. And you're like, well, that's why you go mm-hmm. and you got to go and you got to go. And that's why you go. You know, Cause if you didn't know that that was going to happen before you left, but it did cause you're out there, yep. you know, like lock yourself in a hole. So it's important to get out there, no doubt. whether it's for that reason or whether it's to catch the right moment or, you know, anything like that. So it's cool. And a lot of people don't see the prep that goes into the work, you know, or they just see the end result. And we get that here too. Mm-hmm. Or just like, you know, they'll see like a, a painting or even like an illustration or a sketch or just like a shirt design. It's like, well, they didn't, you didn't see all the revisions and you didn't see like the sketch process that went into that and, you know, the yeses and the nos and, you know, so they just see like yep. find that final result and they go, oh, that's great. Can you create that for me tomorrow? It's like, no. Yeah. And then you got bad negative feedback. It's always negative. You know, it's, it's hard you don't often get the praise, which not that you're looking for praise is why you're making creative shit. Yeah, but, but you like to, that's some, sometimes that's a result of the work, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So you try to get that. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right on, man. You ready to catch a mullet? I am. I'm yeah. thinking about going out there after this. I have a lot to do, a lot to edit, but. Are you going to go I just saw, I just saw, I don't know. I'm, it's hard not to after that mullet pot I just saw on the webcam yeah. there. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, they were getting blown up too. There were a lot of tarpon on it. Yeah. Right on. What camera are you looking at? <laughs> Hilton Beach. By the time these people hear it, they'll be long <laughs> gone. So Hilton Beach, Fort Lauderdale. I heard there's a lot up in, in uh, Pompano right now too, working yeah. their way down. After this uh, after this storm, I guess we got another good push of, of bait coming through. But it... uh. It it's it started out really good right after the uh right after the hurricane there and then kinda slowed down a little bit, but now they're starting to show up again. Got another good push. Yeah, right on. I wanna go swim. Yeah. All right. Well, Fort Lauderdale's look. pretty clear right now. Is water, water clarity is pretty good, yeah. And water in Palm Beach is terrible right now. Yeah. Is that where you went out? Um Boca. Boca. Yeah, it's really it was silty, you know, west wind. Mm-hmm. Should clean up the water, but it didn't there's a little swell, so it was just yeah. yeah there's a there's a good swell up there now too yeah it's gonna get bigger throughout the week wind's coming up yeah right on all right well go catch some fish <laughs> so steve thanks for coming on today bro thanks dennis yeah man so what i'm saying now your ego is not your amigo right just do your best and let god do the rest and always remember to eat drink and be local connected by water steve doherty out thanks Ooh. brother thanks buddy <laughs>